<laughs> and uh, and now we are live. Jennifer. Oh, All right, <laughs> oh, the red light's on. Hey guys. <clears throat> As you can probably already tell, we have a we have a very special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan the man. Ciao. All the things. Wagwan. Hello in all the many languages. <laughs> How we doing, man? I'm wonderful, man. How are you guys? You okay. Chilling. Getting to meet Garrett for the first time is really wonderful. Likewise. I feel like I just I feel like I have every fit you've ever posted to Instagram just like bookmarked in like the fits folder. Um that's real love because I know <laughs> let's go baby yeah you already know I'm I'm very happy that you know I could play some part in facilitating this link up um man I was just like thinking earlier today that you and I Dan met on the internet a long time ago I was trying to explain to my girl like yo I'm about to be on this amazing pod she's like how'd you find out about them I was like me and Kels have been friends for a while. I couldn't tell you how it happened, but I know when we linked up in Miami, we were already best friends. It was already lit. Um, Cause we've, we've linked up in Atlanta. We've linked up in Miami. Exactly. It's just like, this was written. I don't know how long ago or where, but I know it was out there somewhere. And uh, the universe just brought us together cause it knew it needed to happen. Nah, it's a fact, it's a fact. So, so walk me through, I don't know this story. What, when is the first time you all hung out uh, in person? Obviously, we are following all COVID-19, uh, the novel COVID virus protocols. Um, also, we're in three different states, I think. So, uh, so Zoom, is, Zoom is the method. But um, how, how did you all come to meet in IRL? I think the first time we met was when I literally was like in your old place of employ at Lenox. And you, you were like, wait, yo, we oh, follow each other. Facts. It wasn't Stockton. That was like, bro, that was probably like 2014. Yeah, it had to be 2014, 2015, somewhere in that area. I, I was, I had just come over to Lennox maybe like a year prior from another little mm. store, for store in like that area. So damn. It's been a long the time. first time we met. Okay, because I remember, I remember following you for what had to be since, oh, just as an aside, I just watched the Fuck Yeah Menswear video, and bro, classic, classic, such a classic, but I feel like that had to be, so like 11, 12 was probably the first time we were chit-chatting or ranting or commenting on each other's random stuff. Yeah, so it's been a good 10 years. Facts, facts. <laughs> That's crazy. I feel like the uh, the hashtag menswear community had, used to bring a lot more people together than it does now. I oh, like, for sure. Yeah, that was a moment. I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I feel like now it's just like at at that point in time, it was like we we just kind of assumed we were all snobs and that's why we were all there and it was like all right we all like this shit so like cool come one come all and now right. it's like we've gotten too picky about who's snobbier or who's like more into the shit and it's like all right well everybody's clicked up now and like it's like we pulled up the ladder to the clubhouse and people are still trying to get in 
and pe- and everyone else is like, nah, 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 don't let anybody else in. Like, this is our thing. We got to gatekeep this. Right. And it's just like, it's gotten weird. It's gotten weird. And uh, I'm glad we have you here today to talk about this because uh, I, um, I've wanted your perspective on this. And I feel like we, we kind of talked about it when we met up in Miami. Um, what mm. was that? 2019? Was, was that 19? Yeah, that was 19. That was my first kind of time back in Atlanta. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, that was, uh, was 2019. Um, I, I think I remember just talking about it a little bit. But um, menswear is in kind of a fucked up place right now. See... Man, I have such a such a particular perspective on that. Go, and go, just, go. In just the way of being, you know me. I'm just I'm permanently positive. I can't, I can't, I can't bring myself to really believe that like there's a negative when I see like really wonderful brands like a J Muser or really wonderful mm-hmm. brands like even like Noah Foray and sliding slightly into Taylor or even brands like. I mean, you know, fair, fair enough. I used to work for PJT, but I really quite enjoy to see those sorts of brands get into sportswear and do them interestingly. Mm-hmm. So it's like for all of the growth out of like, to me, you're, you're probably the, the best example of this. Someone that five, six years ago was, had a perspective that was too interesting for the quote unquote menswear guy, but was a bit more technical than your average fashion tumbler. Even the, the students that were alongside you, you had a bit more of a clear perspective of what was going on. I think a lot of that has matured and maybe the community has splintered into a number of different little spaces, but like, I personally perceive it as a bit more welcoming. When I look at like 18 East and like think about what Antonio is doing today versus nice. what Antonio was doing five years ago, that's that's way more welcoming. That's way more open, at least, you know. So, Facts. yeah, you know, I went by the store yesterday. I like was just passing by. I didn't go in, and there were dudes yeah. taking a bench from inside the store. He was just letting them set it up outside to skate on it. Like, come on, man. What else could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, look, I don't disagree with anything that you just said because you're on point. I mean, you have all these brands that have either popped up or grown like a shit ton. Whereas like, you know, five years ago they were doing like one or two things Mm. and that was it. And they had like this really myopic sort of perspective on what was going on. And I feel like there's a lot more storytelling going on right now. Like I look at brands like 4S designs Mm. and um, what's going on in there, like up next 100%. And then you have um, like Nick Daly, like shit's popping off. Like, just, like, little, like, stuff like that that's going on. And then, like, you know, the brands we all know, like, like you mentioned Noah and um, 18 East. Like, yes, that's all, like, happening. And it's really fucking dope. Um, sidebar, real quick. I was in New York. Um, this was probably, like, winter of 2020. Okay. I was, like, bu- I think I was buying fabric for my senior collection. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized where I was like in relativity to the new 18 East store, I think it had like barely been open. And so I was like, shit, I might as well go check it out. I sat there in the chair, Antonio on the couch. We chatted for probably like half an hour, just like me and him. No one else came in. I mean, it was like nothing. It was crazy. And I get on the, the plane to go home and I listen to um, 
Lawrence and James podcast with Antonio, which was funny enough, the last episode ever of when they had their podcast run through Barstool. And so I was like, that was the last episode. I just talked to this guy. Little did I know he had just talked to them. It was like all this crazy shit happened. Anyway, um, I've had a lot of coffee today. I hope you're all ready for that. Um, But going off what you said is like, yeah, you have all these like really dope brands that have like either grown or popped up or whatever. But the other part of what you said is like the splinter effect where it's like the, the guys who are like really like snobby gatekeepy sort of like your classicists maybe um, have gotten worse and just like, or at least confused. Yeah. It's like they're panicking almost. They're like, wait, we we can't catch up or we don't want to catch up. We don't want to change. Like we got to go hard to stay the same or, Right. It's like a, it's a weird thing to kind of observe happening. And, you know, for me, especially, I see nothing wrong with trying to preserve those things because that's like the foundation for my understanding of design is, is tailoring and, you know, like handmade garments, but it would be really like, I would be doing myself and the craft a disservice if I did not use that as a vehicle to carry my design and carry this right. thing like forward. And that's just, that's like sort of how I think of design and it's just like a really weird thing that's going on right now is I guess it's like following the media cycle is where like, I'm only looking at the extremes now of just like, not to get like fucking political, but I mean, honestly, it's like, I'm only looking at like the, the extremes of this shit. And it's yeah, really kind of weird very how polar. that's happening. Yeah. Very. Can I tell you a weird thing that's happened to me literally in the last month that's, that's taken me out of that context? I got hired at fucking Saks. And I've been working the Saks men's floor for a total of like 21 days. And it has been truly the most eye-opening luxury retail experience I've ever experienced in my 12 years of retail. You see people, I mean, I, I imagine that when the Kim Joneses of the world and the Matthew Williams of the world are designing major collections, they have a broad spectrum of people in mind but when you see who purchases some of these capital F fashion products, it really does, I don't know if it kind of like throws you, but it throws me a little bit because I think we put a lot of effort into thinking about how things are made. But it, at the end of it, it really does come out to like perception, brand identity, and then like, you know, so, so some weird mix of that that doesn't really have anything to do with how stuff is made. But that's enabled me to see like, clothing through a lens that I think gets cut off when you come through it through the way that we came through it. Like tailored clothing Mm -hmm. makes a lot of things inherently bad or inherently like lame, right? So if you're a tailored clothing consumer, designer, producer, when you see a Givenchy collection, you're you're immediately thinking of it as like somehow more frivolous, somehow more, Mm -hmm. you know, to be passed on. But like when they're designing those collections, that's not how they're perceiving it. So it ends up being yeah. very polar and the middle is filled with maybe something that's trying to pull from both ends. But like now the delineation between like all the fashion world into tailored clothing makes a bit more sense. And I feel like there are, I mean, to me even still, like there are enough brands that are like playing the middle of like price point in particular, but of quality as well but really aiming at high design 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm more hopeful for clothing than than doubtful. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. just because there seems to be so many brands producing such a breadth of clothing that I don't. I think if if Casablanca would have come out six years ago, mm. it wouldn't have been nearly as easily cons- like you know like you wouldn't want yeah, no shot. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a that's a great idea, but it needs to be living in like in comparison to Bodie and in comparison to maybe mm. three other things that are out right now where you can be like, oh, I can fit I that it. in mm-hmm. to every, you know, I can wear a silk shirt with like the, my, uh, my MTM suit, you know, which mm-hmm. maybe just wouldn't have fit or really made any sense a couple years ago. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Actually, I kind of like, I, I love the thing you said about like, um, also, you know, coming from this background of like tailored clothing and really thinking about like the way things are made almost stifling you a bit. Like, so I think I realized this a little bit myself recently. My girlfriend, she's a designer, a textile designer, um, and mm-hmm. has, has spectacular taste, but obviously doesn't know like the background of like men's clothing and men's tailoring and stuff. So to give an example, yesterday we went back to back into um, the Tom Brown store in Tribeca and then the um, like the Todd Snyder liquor store. And okay, and and you know, I was like Tom Brown. This is amazing. Like we're looking at this stuff, and then we get we got into Todd Snyder, and it was just like way more chill. There are just like a couple dudes hanging out. And she was like, "This stuff's way more your style." <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it was really interesting because I, I I love I love Tom Brown. Um, Kelly heard me talk about like I went down like a grail the rabbit hole trying to find like 2008 2009 Tom Brown stuff and bought things that were way too small <laughs> because I didn't I heard, understand I this. A little bit about that. <laughs> so, but then it's funny, then we go, I'm like, all, all this time I could have bought like basically the same thing, probably had it tailored in store. Um, and it was, it was really, I was like, she's so right. Like <laughs> this is 100%. Right. But you right. know, like my, I was like, yeah, I almost had the blinders on a little bit. It's, a, it's all it's like, a perception game. That's it, dude. And I mean, it's kind of hilarious when you think about those two dudes in particular. And I throw Michael Bastian in there, mm-hmm. and it's like that's basically the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's nearly the exact same guy. Show me the difference. Basically, designing the same clothes. They're just thinking of them at ever so slightly different like angles. Yep. <laughs> but they're picking all from the same pot, and it's like. I agree. It's like you, you, you pick up a, a Todd Snyder jacket and maybe it's like made in Portugal or somewhere else. And you're like, Oh man, this could be something. Okay. And then you go in a TV and everything feels so tactile and so good. Mm-hmm. You're like, nah, this gotta be some shit. But at the end of the day, like you said, bro, it's, well, it's like about fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we got fucked up early from this like early, we we, we drank from that cup early in our lives and it's like i'm looking it's like you say like i'm looking at shit as like you know disposable or frivolous or just kind of like by the wayside and it's interesting that you bring that up because i catch myself doing that like mm-hmm. i follow a couple of of like closer friends of mine um one friend jose in particular and he reviews shows all the time like this is what he does and you know every time like a just because you mentioned him earlier, like a Matthew Williams, uh, Givenchy, whatever comes up. And I'm like, yeah, it's dope that like Playboy Cardi's wearing it or like whatever. And like aesthetically, like it's cool that he's doing what he's doing. But like I'm almost at the same time looking down my nose at it because I'm like, right. like, what does this joker know about 
like a lapel, you know, like what can he tell me about like uh, a sleeve, like head placement or a shoulder setting? Like, you Literally. know, and it's like, it's this like fucked up, like filter that I have in my brain that I can't turn off. And I really do have to look past it sometimes because like one, one of the bigger moments for me was when like, I've always had this sort of affinity. Or I really liked what Teddy does at ALD. And it's always been like super cool for me to like see him kind of coming up and really like getting comfortable in what he's designing. Um, but I never paid any mind to any blazer, any suit, any even overcoat that he ever put with the collection. Cause I was like, uh, that's not really his thing. That's not what he does. And it like, for me, I needed him like to do that Drake's collab to even be like kind of validated in my own mind. And I'm like, dude, that is so <laughs> fucked up. Cause he's clearly, he's been doing this. He knows like, and clearly the man knows what he's doing. Yeah. Obviously. Like that's that double breasted silhouette he did with Drake's is probably my favorite Drake's jacket that's come out in the last few years too. Like just the it's four button. It's so funny that you say that because I think honestly it's some of the best the best Drake stuff period. Because it's like I mean you know we followed Drake's for such a long time that like once again it's it's just the snobbery that lives within us. I was talking to Matt about this too, and it's like Drake's is a tie brand. It's like look at them expanding into all this shit, and it's like. Yeah, did you want them to to either go bankrupt as a tie brand or continue succeeding? Like, what did you want? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, as these collections expand, you actually need someone like Teddy to come into that space and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people don't wear it like that. No one's going to wear this ever with, like, gray flannels. Like, that's not what's going to go on. Someone's going to wear this with, like, some weird-ass, like, patchwork denim. So you need to mm -hmm. pair this like this. And it's hard because we're me and you are going to keep seeing things through the perspective of like, I can wear this with white jeans. I can wear this with raw denim. I can wear this with gray slacks. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, or you can wear this with like some fucking yellow melting trousers. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And then maybe put on a pair of fours and just like go out about your day. Like <laughs> who really gives a fuck? And that's a fit. And that's a fit. And it's like, it took, honestly for me, Antonio is like the beacon of light for all of this shit because Ados was six years ahead of everything that was going on. Ados was, so far. What ahead. he was making at Ados then is basically what's going on today. <laughs> oh, 100%. A lot yeah. of it. A lot this of dude, it, this so. dude is light years ahead always. Like, it's crazy. Well, Even when I look back at, like, Abercrombie when he was there, like, Ralph uh, Rugby when he was – it's like this dude has always been just, like, out ahead of the game. And he – I feel like he spends a lot of time just, like, waiting for people to just fucking catch up and catch get up. what he's trying to say. Yeah. That was that was my very first interview ever in New York was with Antonio. Oh, word. I, I came up for an internship at Eidos. And, like, this was, like, this was actually the summer before I graduated. And, like, an interview with Quentin, who was, like, the absolute best. And Antonio was just, like, chilling off in a corner a little bit, like, kind of watching the vibe. <laughs> and you talk to him, and he seemed not to gas him up, but he seems very Yoda in his conversation. Cause I feel like he's always thinking about the culture and less about the clothes. He's always thinking about like what people are going to be doing and like the context and how people wear shit, like the actual wear, like Tom Brown is all about like the runway show and dressing in Tom Brown and looking like mm -hmm. a Tom Brown guy. And Antonio is all about like, Whatever you do, I don't give a fuck what that is. You're going to look amazing. And Eidos, Abercrombie, Rugby, 18 East, you're going to look super cool doing some shit. Like, I want to go pick up my skateboard again almost 
Like because of 18 Eastern yeah. away. Like, it's the kind of brand. He's the kind of guy who can make you want to do that. Whereas like when you mentioned with Tom Brown, it's a very like lookbook mindset. Right. It's like this is going to look perfect when you're standing still at attention. Whereas like, like you say, like Antonio's like, oh, what are you going to eat in this? You know, like, are you going to pass out? Are you going to pass out drunk in a bush in this? Like, I don't can care. You, like, you're still going to look on good. This and still not give a fuck. Exactly. Exactly. Like if I, if I stay in anything, Tom Brown, I would be you fucking, I'd be wrecked. But like, I feel like with other yeah. stuff, like, like 18 East or something, it's like, Oh word. Like that kind of makes it look cooler. A little like, bit I, like it's got character now. Whereas like you almost don't want your Tom Brown stuff to have character in a, in a weird way, because it's like you paid for the character that it was designed like for. Like, almost. Yeah. It, it's, then, it's a, I, yeah we're actually on the most interesting conversation right now because i've been wearing almost exclusively designed in america clothing for the last like eight months like i've been making an effort to do so so like mm -hmm. if i'm given the opportunity to like to wear gap or to wear something else like to wear gap or to wear uniqlo i'm always going to try to get something from gap or get something like a vintage i just bought a vintage bastion just like a crew neck just like a, something simple but i like when you think about the breadth of designers of that generation mm -hmm. that we have now tb bastion todd um billy that whole little crew and you kind of see them pulling off from this same thing and mm -hmm. we're like and we're really like i mean me us three can tell the difference right Absolutely. But like when you lay down three cable knit crew necks, who cares? You know what I mean? Like what what are we oh, trying God. to delineate between? Because it's like at this point, it's like we're wearing clothes now. None of us are wearing clothes because you see somebody else in it. It's like yeah. you want it. So it's like I don't know. I think I think the clothing industry has just gotten all older, just generally and just appreciate more shit. It's so much more fun to see someone like Antonio versus a tom or i mean shit i'm actually really excited to see what michael bestian does at gap next season because it's like oh wow he kind of has the free reign do weird stuff like i don't know again we, we, like he's back to a place or he's gotten to a place that he wanted to be and like when you want to talk about like blueprint for what's going on right now bruh, michael bastion like i look back the at original. like 2011 2010 2011 2012 like those shows like he was doing shit that nobody else in men's fashion was doing and editors and journalists and people were kind of like, Whoa, I don't like, can we write about that? Like, I don't is know. This even, like, is this, is this even what I think it is? It's like it's Brooks Brothers made in the Cuccinelli factory. Is this good? I don't know. I don't, we don't know. <laughs> nobody knew what to do with it. And then it's like, the dude was like, all right, you know what? Like, this might not be for y'all, but your kids are going to love it. He really pulled it back to the future and was just like, Y'all just wait. I'm gonna come. Y'all gonna want me back. Yeah, <laughs> and here he is, like on cue. It's it's so perfect, but then it's so like a little depressing because it's like fuck. He's he missed out on all of the like love that Rolling Blazers is getting today. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> and that was meant for Michael Bastion. Dude, louder. Honestly, like <laughs> I. And like, you know, I don't personally know Jack or anyone at Rowing Blazers. So I really don't Neither have do like, I, I, I don't have like any really like beef with anybody, but like that brand got so much undue love and respect for like what? And I'm like, 
Like, I get it. Like, you got a it was great the party. eye. Exactly. Was like, it was you, the party. You decorated yeah. a really cool space, and you took this one thing that you really liked, and you threw, like, some really good parties and events, and, like, everybody – like, I had the book. I drank the Kool-Aid. Like, I was like, Did all right, I'm book? in it. Yeah, I got the book. It was on our – when Kelly and I lived together, it was, like, on our coffee table. <laughs> Goddamn right. Honestly, though, and, it's only fun. It's only fucked up because I got interviewed for New York Mag, and they were like, pick out three items for the spring. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to pick out some shit that nobody knows. My first thing was the <laughs> rolling blades with white jeans. I'm like, it's already hype. It's going to make the article more fire as long as people know what I'm talking about. It's yep. true. It's so true. So and like, like uh, yeah. I mean, it's no shade, but that, I honestly, from like, all of my like joint perspectives, like I think that brand got a lot more hype and love than it really deserved. And right. you know, that's, that's shouts out to Jack for being able to like bring all of those things together and like, kind of like put up the front he needed to put up to move units. And like, no, no. I can't not respect I, that at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, absolutely correct though. Honestly, I was actually, I just saw yesterday they did a whole, um, princess diana wearing like the merch i guess it was her it was her 60th birthday and it did a whole bunch of just like photoshops of her wearing the merch and it's like you hate how easy it is but then it's like fuck it couldn't get any better it's so perfect (laughs) it's so good i feel that i feel that it's like it's uh, it's always some shit like that where it's like damn i know that took all of like 15 minutes for a seconds. fucking intern to throw together in a deck and email over and it's like but they did it for like they did it no one <laughs> else did it. did it they did it that's all it was they honestly and the thing about it that i'm starting to realize is the pride that comes with coming up in tailored clothing is what makes many of our brands struggle to grow because mm-hmm. something that is inherently kitschy like you really shouldn't turn like Take the Prince Williams sweater that he was wearing in that one image with the white jeans and the crown. You know the crown shirt? I don't know if you ever saw that Prince Charles image. I know it. But they took it and remade it and then, like, slapped on a bunch of just photos of him older. And I'm like, it's clever, but then it's also, like, the sort of conversation that me and you would have and be like, nah, we shouldn't do that. That's just too too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, really. But people want on the nose. They don't know they want that. They don't know how to get in any way, any other way. Like, it. like it's like it's a club, and everybody only knows the front door when there's like a million other doors that they could be getting to. And it's like well, it's the classic that, of like, go ahead. Oh, I was it wasn't another thing. Like they got kind of big in the Muslim community because they like launched with like the uh, not at pity hats and they threw a party. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so bro. Weird. I know I still have that post saved somewhere because I wanted that fucking hat. And then I was like, I'm uh, fairly, whatever. I'm fairly certain that was my first year at Pity, too. <laughs> I was like, damn, not me at Pity is the hardest thing to be this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. I finally saved that. I got to all the way to Italy. <laughs> and and I, I got here. <laughs> this is where I'm the- supposed to be. I got the job. I finally made it. I'm here with the boys. And now, like, I'm not cool. Uh, in that, take my ass back to New York. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, man, I don't know, like, how much you would really want to talk about this, but, like, 
you did you enjoy your time with PJT? It's so funny that you asked that because I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately. And it, it, to me, was like the greatest work experience in my entire life. But that's like very, like, umbrella. When you think about what P. Johnson was at the time, so that's 2016, mm -hmm. it was like they had just opened New York six months previous. So it's like okay. no one knew PJT unless it were like me or you. You know what I mean? Had a yeah. fucking inspo folder full of just the lookbooks. And it's like, I mean, there were three lookbooks with between the coffin mask, the two girls, and then my man just sitting in that, like, that big chair with the, the purple. I was like, oh, whatever those three things, I was like, whatever's going on at this brand, I have to come here. It was crazy at the time. I was like, how does nobody know about this? Wait, it was so crazy and it was so good. And the price point was so good. It was like, everything about it was perfect. So getting to finally work there was like the greatest experience of all time. And then like just my general nature is just always, you know, just looking for stuff to do, you know, never, you know, if you can do something, don't wait for somebody else to do it. Fuck it. You might as well do it. Right. So Facts. it was one of those where I just picked up so many skills and I mean, getting to work directly with Pat, just, just greatest experience. But even just like dudes like Ed, people forget Ed had a whole like 10 year collection. Like, that man has had a collection and decided to put that away, you know? Like, that takes a whole other level of, like, <laughs> real confidence in what you also want to do. So, Hell yeah. learning from them and, and just being around those people. And, and P. Johnson attracts a certain client that's, like, completely unlike most tailored clothing places. The guys that come to PJC are always the cool guys at maybe not the coolest place. You know, if you find... Mm the coolest guy at Berkshire Hathaway. Someone that's like truly like engaged, but like he works around a bunch of fucking duds. He shops at PJT, you know what I mean? That resonates with me so much as like a designer at a bank. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I get why exactly I love it. That. It's a hundred percent that. It's like, it's almost every single dude that would rather quit their like six figure job and open a store, but they know better. Yeah. I, oh, you, just described, like, you just described Garrett in one sentence. You just, you just like wedged this man into one sentence. Yeah, that is, that is me. Well, and that's what the other, the thing that I have always like wondered about PJT though, is like, so, like a lot of times I'll look at the lookbooks and I, I mean, I was even, I was actually showing Anna them for the first time just this week, which is funny. I think I was like saying like, oh, Dan's coming on the show, like talking a little bit about like your background. I was like, check out this brand. It's amazing. But I was, I was also like, how much of this like, are they able to pull off because they're Australian? Like the sweater over the shoulder, I feel like I could never do that. But like the never. context in a different continent is like totally different. Like that, yeah. Bro, you are hitting on one of the strongest notes of the things that I actually struggle with at PJT is like Australians are actually like that. When you see the photos and you see like dudes being super dudish, but also being really, really jolly, like a weird like, Texas football movie, and you're like, how do y'all all love each other? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like that. Like, I will never forget. My The day I interviewed, Porter was actually in New York. The legend. And he goes, the, the, the greatest legend, very possibly, on the planet. Like, he might be <laughs> top three. He, like, he's, he's up there with, like, Flavor Flav and people you need to spend the night with because the night's going to go the right way. 
<laughs> yes. We walked from, this is like maybe six months before the Barney thing had hit, right? Mm-hmm. So we were just going to go and see where the collection was going to be. We were going to see all the like, you know, makeups and shit. So we walked from Soho to uh, the downtown Barney's on 16th. Do all that. Mind you, this is the day I interviewed. Like, this is the day I had known Porter on Tumblr type shit, but didn't know mm-hmm. him. So we met that day. He's like, oh, mate, let's go grab lunch. I'm like, bet. We went to Two Hands, Avo and Toast, one beer. Cool. Two Good. beers. Cool. Right. Three beers. Cool. Let's go. By the 11th <laughs> beer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> By the 11th beer. Let me tell you how we were leaving there three hours later. Fucking high. Sideways. <laughs> the worst part is, Cern took me back to the showroom and we listened to Yeezus and jumped on the couch. Let's go. What <laughs> <laughs> that was the day I interviewed. I said, bro, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. I can't work anywhere else. Yeah. How could you? How could you? <laughs> How could you? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like, the, we listened to the whole Jesus from front to back, black skin head and all, and like literally raged for an hour. And I was like, yo, I got to go back to my, to my Airbnb, bro. This is, this is too much. He was like, yo, come by tomorrow. I'm like, come by tomorrow, bro. He's like, yo, come hang. I'm like, yo, I work here. Yeah. I'll work here, bro. I'll work You're, here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no, what ever, else can you do? Seriously, man. And just that, that whole crew of people uh, is, I don't know. It's, it's hard to like be hyperbolic about how genuine everyone that works at P. Johnson is. But like even someone like Tyler, I've seen Tyler go from like totally like a much more straight sort of quite like specific and, very analytical, like his financial background is just so, he's so smart. All mm-hmm. that he works on is so analytical and so straightforward. But like I talked to Ty now and he just has such a ease about him. And I just, I mean, it's, it's about being with the Aussies, man. They just make you fucking chill. They <laughs> <laughs> make you super chill. I mean, you're jumping on the couches with them the day you interviewed. So, I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good uh, precursor to what you can expect. But it's like, I'm thinking about, you know, PJT right now. And it's like, when you want to talk about like vision and storytelling and tailored clothing, there's like, I, maybe I can count on one hand, like the brands that like I would consider to be like tailored clothing brands that really mm-hmm. kind of excel. And it's like, you know, rest in peace, what um, Antonio had with Edos and then PJT, obviously. And then like, the guys at like Sam, Sam Amel in Stockholm, yeah. I think like what they're doing is like, it's still Straight quiet. Pressure. It's still off to the side, but they're just like, they're hustling and it's fire every single time. Oh my God. And honestly, as they get more specific, like they're now they said you can't shop with them unless you subscribe or like, bitch, I subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I want to know. Email, send it. Like, let's go. <laughs> <Send it now. laughs> Every time they drop a lookbook, I'm like, hey, Dag, I'm not going to buy anything, but can I see it early? <laughs> it's so, for those dudes like, to be around our age, it's really, it's crazy. really something. It's wild. It's, it's really, crazy. really something. Those Even like fucking perspective. I've never yeah. wanted a jetted pocket so badly in my life. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly. I, I actually, I went full jet. I went full jet after their first visit to New York. I didn't buy anything, but I just started making everything I had full jet. After I guess that's twenty seventeen, yeah, twenty seventeen okay. summer. I have nothing. I have nothing else that's not jet. 
Those dudes, those dudes just, a, like, they want you, even the tone-on-tone buttons, like the Mother of Pearl, Navy on the Navy suit. Such a strong, just, honestly, It's bro. insane. And then, and then their cloth, their cloth selection is probably crazy expensive. I'm imagining shit has to make up crazy expensive for what they use. It's got to be. so pretty. Oh, my God. It gives it that life. It gives it that, like, special quality. And, like, to bring it back to something that's, like, totally, like, you wouldn't even kind of usually talk about them in the same conversation. But, like, that's what drew me to Billy Reed. And, Mm. like, I never understood. I was, like, yeah, this stuff is, like, pretty cool. I know, like, kind of the area around, like, that he came up in, all the designers alongside, all of that, like, scene in New York that was happening. But this dude, when I tell you he has an eye for cloth, like, Mm. it's crazy. And the reason – I never got why Billy was so expensive until I went and put my hands on these clothes, man. Oh my God. Like I was, I was pitching fabric swatches to them and thinking like, there's no way this will ever get picked up because like this fabric is like, you know, it's 170 bucks a yard. Like there's, and they're like, yeah, like send it through. Let's get it protoed. And I'm like, Oh, I was playing. (laughs) That's like the third option, bro. I was like, if y'all, if I knew you were actually gonna do this, I got some other ones I got in my desk I can show you. <laughs> I got some navy green by Cunha. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it's double face cashmere by Cunha. But if y'all want to see it, let's get it. <laughs> but if we ball it, we ball it. Like, let's go. Well, that's the sample that Keller wears all the time. It's like a cotton cashmere that was like literally just made into a prototype. It's like the thing you see him wearing Ooh. most often. And I didn't it's know that until last week. Like, wait, yeah, the overcoat. No, it's um, it's like a peak lapel, single-breasted, four-patch po- pocket jacket. It's like my my everyday. It's like it's the most beautiful jacket I own, and it's uh, mostly cotton with like a little bit of cashmere and a little bit of raw silk in it. So it's got this really nice slub That's to it. it. That's Bro, it's it. Gas. It's only yeah, gas. You, you, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell that that <laughs> is a that's a that's a cloth nerd's choice, bro. The moment you start missing the cotton cash, you reach into like. Ralph, Brunello, Sergio Lorpiana, that's the sort of shit they kept in their wardrobe. Cotton cash, linen cash, like those, I mean, shit, Sergio Lorpiana called the the weave of the god uh, wool, silk, linen. So it's like, once you mix silk and cotton, you just Once you start putting silk and shit, you've got me. Bruh, you've got me. That's it. Bruh, hold on. <laughs> he's getting up. He's getting up. He's get, he's got something to show us, and I'm I'm hyped to see it. I know he's Dan is off ass. camera. We don't know what's what's coming uh, coming our way. I, I, he's, honestly, he's, he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this suit, the navy do, raw silk suit? <laughs> do I remember that suit? That suit lives right free in my mind. Look, look at that. It, but but look at it now. Oh my god, it's even more beautiful. It's amazing. So I, so obviously the trousers are fucking destroyed. I blew them through. <laughs> good, good, good. They should be destroyed. But silk, bro, that's how I know me and you are best friends, bro. I live, if it says <laughs> silk on it, I might cop. I don't even care what it is. I don't care. I don't care. How much silk? It's 30%. Yeah, 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 whatever. I don't easy, care how, easy. how long it's going to last. Like, that's, the, that's the, the old, I'll have known I made it when I can start just wearing, like, raw silk shirts and act like I don't know nobody anymore. And, like, that's. Bruh, <laughs> oh, my, honestly, though, the most recent clothing hard on. Purple label just dropped six colors, like earth tone. What looks like that Laura Piana Pecora Nora mm. silk linen shirts, like 75, <laughs> Bruh, these shits look like Tony Montana. No, actually, what's my son's name? 
not Tony, but the one that had the private island that got son killed in a helicopter. Did y'all see Scarface? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the I've real, seen that movie ever. Boss. So <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's gonna come. The real it's gonna boss. Come. I'm gonna I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. send both y'all a photo. But it looks like right out of his wardrobe. There's a white. There's an off white. And there's a tan silk linen shirt, bro. Necessary. Oh my god! I'm like seven twenty five. I don't got it, but I might. I might. <laughs> I might. Let me well, talk to the bank and see what they can let me take out. I'm like, come on, no. It's so funny talking about like, whatever. <laughs> like the Earth tone thing, I feel like is really about to have a moment. So I was la- um, two weeks ago. My my parents uh, live just a little bit north of Palm Beach, um, so went went through. It, I was there like in the morning for for coffee, but walked by the like the Palm Beach Ralph store. Every outfit, mm. men's, women's, it's pretty much all purple label <laughs> in the Palm Beach store. But they don't need anything else in that store. All brown, which was amazing. And I was like, mm. I was kind of like shocked because you know it's it's almost always like my whole life walking past that store. It's like, uh, I mean, it's Palm Beach, right? It's like navies and like bright as many colors and, as possible. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. That really quintessential purple, yeah, yeah, I feel you. All brown, every window. Mm. Honestly, that's kind of amazing. I saw there's a brown killer probably seen. They did a flannel version of it two years ago. It's like a mid brown, probably the shade of Hershey's chocolate, if maybe one shade lighter, with a mid tuxedo. Yep, you've seen it. <laughs> but did you see, did you see the did you see the pinstripe of it? That peak lapel. Oh! Did you did you see that they did it in linen for the summer? They did the whole thing in a hundred percent linen for the summer. It's in that store somewhere. You don't need it, but go try it on, bro. I'm taking out <laughs> loans. I'm like I'm pulling up my app right now. I'm taking out loans. I'm I'm taking out a mortgage on a house I don't have. Like, it's just like <laughs> it's fu- it's fucked up. And Ralph you know, un- 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 unequivocally, still one of the few brands on the planet that like drops, and I'm like, oh man, every time. Fuck! I really want that. It's every really time. easy to underestimate too, because like it's so ubiquitous. Every year, every year you're like, man, it's not gonna be anything that I want. It's not but every time, every <laughs> time, I am just like, they get me every time, and it's just like it's so crazy that they have, like for whatever reason they laid such a good foundation for so long that like I feel like it's just like they can't like I know this phrase gets thrown around a lot. But Ralph is one of the few that I would genuinely say cannot miss. Cannot miss. They can't. Like, they throw some some bricks up individual piece-wise, like, that I could do without <laughs> and never see again. Oh, but, like, but- as a whole, like, they don't miss. And honestly, I feel like when you look at the breadth of a collection, I was just thinking about this today because R.I.P., the um, former creative director of Long Vaughn, he just passed away today. <laughs> Rest in peace. And I was thinking of anyone, uh, also obviously rest in peace, Carl, anyone that designs more than one or two collect, two branded collections a year, if you're doing a whole Ralph Blue label and purple and double RL, when you can see a vision that clearly, listen, bruh, we, I mean, the regular public don't even take people for, you know, they can take them for granted, but we need to appreciate motherfuckers like that. That like... <laughs> When you can create the blue label collection that either one of us, if we had a younger sibling or a younger cousin that's about to go to prom, you're like, all right, boom, go here, get this, get this, done. For the same as like any of us that like when we get to that breaded level and it's like, 
you can choose between LP and purple label and not make a wrong decision. Mm-hmm. That's a breadth of design that's like damn near impossible. There's no other brand that covers that much. No, I can't think of yeah. one. Well, I, can't I mean, think no, of one. no one would even try. No, one, I mean, because when they try, I mean, Armani has tried, failed. We know what fucking exchange or whatever, all that shit. And it's just not good. I I have a pair of chaps khakis right now that I'm like in love with from fucking like 06. They're just great. Ralph is just always one of those, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm scared to lose that man. My dad has got Ralph stuff that he wore in college that he still wears today. It's not just hanging in a closet. It's being worn. He gets it cleaned once uh every like two years. Like it's being worn. Like this shit's crazy. And it's like, good and it never looks like it's it still from- looks good. It's not dated. It's not dated. It's not old. It's like, like, yeah, my dad's like in his sixties, whatever, but like, he still looks contemporary. Mm-hmm. Like it, it always. And well, I think we need to circle that conversation all the way back to fabric every time, because like when you have an eye for cloth, your designs literally. live and breathe forever. When your foundation is the foundation then you will make good shit. When you start with design or you start with marketing or you start with contemporary aesthetics or you go on Pantone and you're like, what's the color of the year? You're gonna design some shit that might sell today. Yeah, sure, forever, whatever. But you're never going to make something that I can walk into a store, it's from 1996, and not because it's vintage, but because it actually looks good today. That's mm-hmm. why it jumps off the rack at you in a fucking Goodwill or like wherever you find it. Like and it always will. <laughs> every single time. Like every you see time it hanging. You see a Ralph coat, you're like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. You can see it from across the motherfucking store. It could be in a bin, like with just a sleeve Bruh. hanging over the shit. And you're like, all right, that's it right there. I'm gunning for it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a green flannel like that when I was 18, bro. Walked in the Goodwill and Buckhead. Like, you know, when they were doing, like, the little, like, get, like, five things for $15 days and some shit like that. Yep. Walked in, saw a green flannel Prince of Wales with a, with a red overcheck. I was like, let's go. Doesn't look like bullshit from here. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, I'm both so lucky. I'm so small. Dan, I'm like a, for, for your, Keller knows, Keller knows me. I am like five, six, five, seven, which makes it impossible to find anything unless it is, like, made for me. Uh, pretty much. Wait, what are what are you in the chest? Like a thirty six? Thirty six, thirty seven. So it's like mm-hmm. if I find something that fits in like the chest or shoulder, long as hell. But short is too short. Like if I get short, I'm like I'm like this. I'm like three quarter length sleeves. Ah, that's that's actually really, really, really tough. I'm surprised that Tom Brown jacket didn't work. It was a Tom Brown too, no? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was just me, like, being like, I can fit a 34. That was, <laughs> that was just like... Also, the guy, me- the guy measured it so wrong. Because, okay, like, we all know here, right, you're measuring the back of a jacket. You start below the collar, right? I mean, yeah, you got to start from the seam down. Okay. He started, like, at the top. He started, he like laid it out and then just did the whole fabric, like not seam to seam. So it was like, oh, he was there was a little bit of that going on too. Kind of tape out. <laughs> no, it was like literally like, I was like, okay, I have, you know, like the one jacket that's like been tailored, it like perfectly fits. I'm like, yeah, this matches up. 
No, it was like a tour. Uh-uh. <laughs> a little bit. So bad. <laughs> Bro, the pictures he sent me, like, I was reeling. I, it it's was hilarious. like the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. It looked like a child's jacket. Like a literal <laughs> child, like something you would wear to like your first communion. Like, I it, mean, it was like, really funny. <laughs> so it yeah, was it was like, insane. super tragic. It was like a Tom Brown double zero sizing. Uh, Why don't you, have you tried getting stuff made yet? Oh yeah. So most, I've actually gotten into that more recently. Um, specifically. Tell, with where you been going? Where you so, been going? Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't touch on this. So like where I've been getting most of my stuff lately is Stofa. Woo! Oh, the ultimate flex. <laughs> <laughs> said, I don't usually buy shit unless it's made for me. You know, whatever. Oh, or sofa. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, I go in there. I, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't circle around to this, especially when we were talking about, like, this more kind of, like, casual because I'll go in there, like, how are you going to wear this? And I say, probably just, like, tuck a graphic tee into this. I'm trying uh, to beat it up. And, and they're, like, cool, great. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm actually – impatiently awaiting a, a pair that should be ready like this week um of like they're really really light uh it's like almost like see-through like they are they're lined but um the yeah, white one? Like, uh no natural wool i got the Ooh. i went Ooh. um charcoal dan i know we just made the same exact face <laughs> so, <oof. laughs> sir i yeah. see you yeah really <laughs> And I mean, like to Garrett's point, like I really am kind of surprised we didn't touch on this until now. I guess we saved some of the best for last, of course. But like, when you want to talk about fabric, I, I mean, mean these guys are making camp collar, long sleeve polos out of cashmere, like a great cashmere. Those two dudes, those two dudes are like the quintessential. I mean, I would put both of them up there with Antonio in terms of people who are literally living like three, four years ahead of the rest of us. They're operating like, on another plane. It's on a completely different plane. Like, I mean, so much love to Agesh, but also really in all honesty, so much love to Nick Ragosta. Those mm-hmm. dudes think about clothing. Like the Unex sweater vest is such one of those things that like it's amazing. Totally not like, you know, we're not gonna be like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever, but it very well might be in like top ten design items of clothing of the 2020s like absolutely such a usable piece under a polo under a t-shirt under a shirt like so good with a big yuka oh my god like the way those i mean the coats are one thing like we could go about that for forever and ever and ever but like the trouser situation and the shirt situation i think you guys are right though i mean they're on they're on some shit they're on some shit over yeah also i was there so it was uh it hadn't they hadn't started posting about it yet, but I don't know if you saw, um, Keller, I know Keller has, but Dan, I don't know if you saw like this sh- double rested shirt jacket that they've been doing. Brody, I, I have notifications for Stofa on both Instagram <laughs> and email. So there's nothing that drops at the stove that I don't You're like, know about. Uh, yes, I have also seen the California lookbook. No, but, so I, I went in to get measured for the, well, I guess just so wait, you got you got the DB. You ordered the DB. No, I didn't. But it was the day that it had like come out in the showroom. So of course they're like, no one knows about this yet. And I was like, I came in here with a specific need in mind, honestly. And it's the pricing is great. It's I mean, like everything they do is fully made to order, and it's like nine hundred. So you can get a full. It's only nine hundred. That's crazy. You got a man thinking down there. He's like, "Mm." and you can do it in basically any cloth they offer, huh? Um, I think they only do it in the cotton uh, ranges. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it had to be limited. 
Yeah. The the way they did that lapel is a little wacky. I'm very mm-hmm. curious where they're going about getting it made. But, I want to see it in person. Like I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you got to see it in person. I want to see it on a regular person, someone that's not super duper handsome. I love you, Garrett. Yes. But I want to see you on <laughs> you. <laughs> like, it just can't be a sofa model. I'm like, yeah, everything looks fucking good. Like, what do you want me to do? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So I need I so I need you to order is what I'm telling you. Having having seen it in person, here here's what I'll tell you. And they at the store they tried to get me to not do this. So okay, so they're doing like the really loose, like let's bottom the bottom bottom like like the Luca Rubinacci thing. And they let mm-hmm. one photo slip in the lookbook where the model is wearing it buttoned, you know, like where we would expect, like the top. Regular. It looks better that way on I think like ninety percent of people. Like when I when I did that, I put it on, I was like, great. And there, this was again like they hadn't had the lookbook out yet, and um, I think the dude's name that was like it wasn't Agesh or Maxim or whatever, but it was like he was like, no, 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 we've designed it like this, and I was like, oh, to emphasize like how short my legs are. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, totally. I mean, this is kind of like the secret opinion of all the opinions that doesn't ever get said on podcasts, but you know, whatever. Totally unflattering for the vast majority of silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Most of their clothing, you have to be six one, a forty, with the shoulders of a forty two, and the waist of a thirty eight to look good in. That's Everyone cool. else looks kind of frumpy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, honestly, for real. a guest looks frumpy and makes frumpy look cool. Yeah, but I think you have to completely buy in. It's not going to be clothing like. It's not going to be anything where you put on and immediately go, I look so handsome. It's got to be like, this is cool. I'm thinking it's cool. And I'm going to put it on a cool way because I have friends, or at least I had clients that really struggled with the trousers because they're very, Mm -hmm. very, very adamant about not tapering them, not shortening them a certain amount. And it's so interesting to see, like, you have to buy in. I mean, they're, they almost lean more Tom Brown than Michael Bashir in a way, because like yeah. if you don't buy in, you're kind of just fucked. They're just gonna be yeah. like, yeah, well, all right, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. like cool. You got one piece, and it looks weird with everything else you own. I'm like, all right, I guess well, you own it, was, it now. It was funny because that's <laughs> you know I um so I feel like the trousers work really well for me because I'm pretty much either wearing that or like um like I have pretty stocky legs, right? So I have I go like wider looks better on me. So I'm like the mm. the trousers the trousers look great. You're basically um, Scott fun. Schumann. Basically, exactly. No, 100%. <laughs> we have a very similar... Scott Schumann. Except I am, like, he he is so much stronger. Like, Scott Schumann without muscles. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's a good place to be, because Scott's lats are too fucking big for anyone that needs to wear a jacket. <laughs> he but, looks um, crazy. He's out here looking insane with these, like... Nah, my son looks like he's a bodybuilder. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. I, I, I don't know how he's building Bill Cunningham. <laughs> but yeah they, uh, no you're so right and uh, even like so of course i went i was like all right these are like going to be an investment i'll go i'll go navy for the first first pair of trousers worst mistake of my life because be, because navy looks great as part of a suit right if you don't have that matching jacket which like stupid doesn't even make make jackets or or if you wear lots of navy otherwise like it's kind of like a warm navy too. Like they're, like all their stuff is warm tones, right? You did Garrett, I'm going to stop you. The cotton navies, the brush cotton? Yeah. 
Mm, okay, yeah. Garrett, I'm going to stop you because you're uh, you're talking to um, the Tone King. This guy can wear – like he does this thing where he can just like find like eight navy garments and somehow yeah. like they're all on his body at the same time and they're all from a different – designer or place they're all a different shade or undertone of navy but yet you look at him and you're like how the fuck does that work like, no one <laughs> no one else it might not it might not be working no, bro but it does work that's what like i don't i'm like i'm looking at it and i'm like anybody else i want to see anybody else try that and uh, no one could no one could it's crazy because i've tried it i go into my closet after i look at your fit pics and i put things on and i immediately take them off and i sit in front of my mirror and i'm like what am i doing what am i doing <laughs> My brother Gary, I feel you so much only because it's truly ridiculous. What you need to do is just put on more navy things that don't match. <laughs> when you put on one and two, and you're like, these two navies, one is really warm, one is really cold. This is dumb. This outfit doesn't make any sense. Put on a navy sweater, then a navy shirt, then a navy <laughs> jacket. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> just double down. Of each other. Double down harder. So when someone's <laughs> like, do those, do that jacket and pants match? You're just like, no, obviously not. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's a great point because I've done that recently with browns and grays. Like, I'll just wear all tonal brown, all tonal gray. So that's why I went with the gray with the gray for this next because I've been buying a lot of gray things or like I just got like black Belgians and like these warm green, like warm gray Belgian adjacent shoes. So I'm like, everything would be grays now. You got black calf Belgians or black suede? Black calf ostrich Belgian. <laughs> Which, All right, then. All right, then, my I, I, <laughs> I mean, I went in for the uh, for the for the black calf out in my size, and I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, I had planned this whole day I'm not around it. Here and I <laughs> yeah, so that that was how that happened. But I was like, I, they have to be black. I don't want suede. They're too expensive to be suede. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's actually that was my first person with black calf. Yeah. But I, I went nuts. Like, after my first pair, then for, like, six months after, every month I got a pair. <laughs> oh, like, yo, I was actually kind of broke as shit because it was, like, the only thing I cared about. <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> you just said ostrich, and I'm kind of out here for a pair of ostrich. I want the whiskey <laughs> ostrich ones bad. I just actually, it's, it's pretty sick. I just ordered a pair of, another pair of chocolate suede uh, um, Henry's. Okay, so wait, wait, what do you think about the, because I feel like they're, are they more durable because it's like an actual sole? Uh, they're a little bit more Gucci 1978. The heel's a little higher, has a little bit more of a, I quite like the femininity of a Belgian, to be quite honest with you, because mm -hmm. I wear them pretty, pretty butch, I guess. Like, I like to wear my Belgians pretty fucked up like i don't you beat really the love. shit out of your shoes every time i yeah. see you every time your belgians are like fucking worn the Fuck. heels kicked down like you're missing a, you're missing a bow off of one like this guy's crazy because like i bought like, this <laughs> like i'm the type of dude to skate like if someone has a skateboard i will jump on a skateboard if i have my belgians on like and try to hit an ollie and fuck up the whole, like i mean if you look at the left side of my black ones that's what happens like <laughs> Because I, I saw a photo coming all the way back full circle to Antonio in 2018 in the GQ post, and he skated mm -hmm. in his all-white all ones. And I was like, oh. I didn't even think this was possible. So after that, I was just like, you almost got to treat them like the cheapest 
the cheapest dress shoe or the most expensive sneaker that you have and like wear them into the ground. Like Ed, mm-hmm. my old boss, he only bought linen ones. So he had the brown, the black, the navy, and the green linen ones. Oh, Belgians are just like, I don't know what is up with that shoe. That's a weird cult that I'm just like so down to be in. Same. It was like, I, it was like one of those things that I wanted for so long. And I was just like, you know what? I just, I just have to do it. I'll never be able to afford this. <laughs> but like, I have the cash. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And they are, the other thing is like, it's one of those things where, okay, so Keller is all about, you know, the, the Gucci bit loafers, like also wearing them very much the same way. But Belgium I will die. The I will, the bit lower, though. I yeah. will die on that hill. I will be the last man standing <laughs> with no socks on at that. Never. <laughs> but the Belgians, you just put them on, and they are so also instantly comfortable. It's like there's, it really is a slipper, I guess. But see, but that's the game that I also like. That's my thing about Belgians because it really went from like, I never was an Alden guy, but I wore like stubs and peeling clothes slippers like when I first moved to New York and then I wore like real shoes like Carmina I came up there with like a pair of evergreens I got it for my birthday so it was like a real shoe hey hey man birthdays on grail sometimes look better than they think money has entered the chat all right (laughs) I wish you guys had fucking it's the soundboard. We need a soundboard. <laughs> I'll, I'll mark this near the end. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Honestly, I might get it and just. just hey, he's got the CHOs. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Hey, look, here's the thing. We're talking about Belgians. We're talking about bits, all this stuff. It's like, it's the decade of slippers. Like, I'm going out in slippers. 100%. I'm going out in my house. Bro, right now I got my muleys on. Like, let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> baby Tell me, girl, you got- what are we we're just uh, what are we talking about? Oh. Break me down. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> like, I will be in a double-breasted black raw silk tuxedo, but I will still have a pair of mules on with no heel. Like, I don't okay, care. Right? Are you like literally? Honestly, my whole energy now is trying to find a pair of like late '80s bits that are slightly worn down, maybe like an eight out of 10 or like a seven and a half out of 10 and just wear them with like the heel press down. Also real like old Nigerian uncle shit. Just like, yeah, I'm walking around. (laughs) Yes. Like that's my energy right now. That and just mad expensive track pants. Talk to me. I'm looking for I'm wearing these Sandra ones right now. (laughs) They're so fire and they have 10% silk in them. Let's fucking go. That's that's what got me. You're saying all the right things. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really trying to I'm honestly trying to like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. That's my whole energy for this. Mm. So we're we're going yellow then. I'm trying to find the strongest yellow tracksuit that doesn't look like the Addy one. Because you know the Adidas one looks like banana yellow. I want it's like crazy yellow. Yeah. She had like mustard yellow. I wanna fucking I wanna wear that and like denim jackets and Belgians and Birkenstocks all summer. And that's crazy. That's what I feel like is the energy. Maybe I'm this going guy's off crazy. The rails. This guy's crazy. No, he like is off the rails. Is. <laughs> but like lots of bandanas about. around my neck and lots of tracksuits. Like I is he drink- like a Russian gangster. Yes, like he's got the Aperol spritz and AK forty seven and a split tuck behind his ear. <laughs> Bruh. I just, I'm literally thinking, you guys wouldn't fucking believe this. My high school class ring was a pinky ring. 
because I was that crazy my entire He's life. Light years <laughs> ahead. He's ahead of everyone. My entire life. <laughs> but I used to hoop in that bitch. So I, the stone fell out. It was an onyx. The stone fell out. But I just pulled up Balfour. I don't know if any of y'all had Balfour for any of your high school shit. They'll let you reorder it. They still have my order from 2011. So I'm reordering my class ring. Amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> in brass with an onyx pinky ring. I'm like, yo, I'm going full Russia gangster this summer. That is amazing. The only I... people I know who wear a pinky ring are you and my Lebanese father. And that's it. Yes! <laughs> I just, here, wait, actually, Keller hasn't seen this yet. I just got one. My man getting into jewelry now? Well, this is, it's like one of those family, my, my grandmother, uh, they were like moving her out of her apartment and they found this, this was like her, her, uh, Irish father's. So like he was, I don't know if they could do it, but it's like the size is like perfect. I think he wore, I think he wore a ring finger. Like, I think he was super tiny, but for me, it's like there. My brother, never take that off. That's Tony, that's Tony, that's Tony Tone. Yeah, so that's... Yo, that's like we're gonna have to give you a nickname when you rock that, bro. <laughs> oh, God. You gotta be like, you gotta be like Garrett the Shark. All right, yeah. that's it. <laughs> I mean, uh... regular G, bro. You gotta be like Get Money Garrett. Get Money <laughs> GTG. <laughs> yes, sir. It's it's a thing. It's a thing, and that is not the well. You know, I think Keller and I like to leave little Easter eggs. That'll be the uh, the title of this episode: GTG. Yes, sir. God damn GT- right. GTG go. with ADO. Yo, Look, could it be man, any better? It couldn't. Jewelry is such a hard thing to get into, man. Like, I wear this. This is, the, this is all I got. But you've been wearing that for ages. How long you had that? I actually haven't. You would think I have because it's close to my personal brand, but I actually got this when <laughs> I graduated college last year. So not even a full year yet. Wait, so did you not have another gold tone necklace that you've been wearing? It was silver. Wow. Oh, it was? But it, you've been wearing, rocking a necklace for some time now. It had, the safety, it had the safety pin on it, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I do remember that one. Damn. This but does up, so up perfectly right. suit your brand. I mean, I don't know if you could really oh, wait, see the links on that. Oh, yeah. What, what are we playing with here? What's this, 14 carats? It's uh, 18. It's from Lebanon. It was made in Lebanon. Yes, thirsty. It's, it's yes, thirsty. That's a family heirloom. Beautiful. And it's heavy. It's real heavy. My chain is. Heavy. It? Yeah, it is. My ego brand too big. It's too <laughs> heavy. Too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. bro, I love you so much, bro. Man, I'm so glad we did this. Um, no, this this is as much fun as I've ever actually had on a podcast. I I literally have told every single person now. But I don't, I don't fuck with him. Y'all talk about interesting shit. Every other podcast has been like, <laughs> we're like, we're, we're entrepreneurs and we want to talk about creative entrepreneurship. I'm like, I'm not a fucking creative entrepreneur. I'm just fucking trying, dude. That's what, hey, put that on my tombstone. Uh, Yo. <laughs> and like, that's the thing is like, we started this because we talk on the phone for a couple of hours, like maybe two or three times a week anyway. And we we're like, yeah. fuck it, like we need to record this shit because we're just talking and like this, you know, other people maybe can like benefit from this as something like they don't want to do with their lives or like whatever. And we're just like, all right, cool. Cause like every other podcast I listen to, or I hear about people talking about podcasts or whatever. And it's like, all right, you have your like boring fashion podcasts. You have guys talking about cryptocurrency. You have Joe Rogan, (laughs) you have Joe Rogan. 
and then you have like murder mystery and like that's pretty and then like the daily that's, that's the it. whole that's the whole spectrum yep. of podcasts right there that's it like that's all like and if there's something else i've missed like i don't care about it enough or i'm not hearing about it so it's like okay um but like yo like we have opinions usually right. hot takes like i don't like and i will tell like anyone to their face, anything I've said on air, like if Fred Castleberry wants to talk to me about why his brand is bad, I will gladly sit down with him. Like, yo, I will gladly sit down with him and tell him everything I think. And like, I can, I'll have that conversation. I'm not going to attack him. I'll talk to him. No, like, like, I don't care. I should make that happen. That's hilarious. I really should just make that happen. Bro, if the four of us could sit down. (laughs) If these walls could talk. If these walls can talk. I, I, honestly, bro, and I don't. I, I maybe I shouldn't even say this. I love Fred so much, but like, he should be the greatest, di- like, creative director of a number of brands. But in so often, I see him working on his own products, and I'm like, you're telling a story, but you're telling like six different stories. Mm-hmm. Like, Look. you know what I mean. I don't, I don't think the guy's necessarily untalented. Like he obviously has great like vision and he has this vision. ability to like curate things and bring things together. That is just like exactly what a creative director needs to be doing. Like we've hired designers to be creative directors and then we hire creative directors to be designers. designers. And we, just, we fucked everything up. And like, that's, that's because everyone to- got cool. Everyone was too cool. Designers that normally don't want to be in front of the camera now want to be fucking Matt Williams or Virgil. They want to be celebrities. Yeah, yeah and they like want to be I'm, fucking celebrities. Yeah, what I'm saying is not to disparage your Kim Joneses or your Matthew Williams or whatever. Like they're doing that well enough on their own because it's like like cream rises to the top, and what we're seeing right now in fashion is a lot of the same. And it's like. Sure everything's crazy and there's like other smaller brands that are doing a lot better job designing like actually like even if it's stuff i don't like like most of the stuff ruigi at rude designs like i'm not a huge fan of but he's telling his own story and he is doing it so fucking well bro like the consistency and the clarity of vision are yeah that's all it is with that brand Everything goes with everything else. Yeah, it's like you can like, wear I don't, this while smoking a cigar here or while smoking a cigar there. Or literally. you could wear it while smoking a cigar on your yacht. And my watch is gold. And my chain. And it works! <laughs> yes! And it works. It does work. That's the, that's like, the worst part. It's like, it. I, also, it's like, I think we do is one of those things too where like the person behind it just also looks good in everything. That they, like they know, they've like found the formula that like they look great right. in and then uh, I, f- I feel like yeah his stuff is like made for him i mean honestly tom brown to an extent too right like it's the jerry lorenzo effect i'll say it once i'll say it a thousand guys, times can we, holy shit you just said the word can we talk about jerry lorenzo we have to because let's, he, let's close it out with jerry because he's the one like he if you want to talk about people who design stuff and look the best in their stuff jerry i i would i would have to agree but then I'm also talk your shit. Like I'm okay. I'm a humongous Zenya fan. Humongous since time. I think yep. what Zenya makes is so beyond what the fuck is actually going on in clothing. It's crazy. They're in a different league, of course. When I see those two worlds come together, I think Zenya has so much of a helped him see the sort of clothing that needed to be made 
like those two collections, fall, winter 20 and spring, I guess spring, summer 20 are so, me personally, fear of God doesn't speak to me previous to that. But then I see this stuff and I'm like, this is it. This is exactly it. Yes. This is exactly what clothing for 2021 post pandemic inside of the post buy better buy less era yes. inside yes. of the yes. streetwear yes. high fashion. Ah. This is it. This is all of it. Yes, dude. That's like that's the exact reaction I had when I saw the lookbook <laughs> drop, and I was like, this is this changed shit. Like he figured like, it out. Like between Alessandro and Jerry, like to just hear like a two minute soundbite of one of their meetings uh, would be like, bruh. because like, you know, like you said, like fear of God, like really did not speak to me. I was like, okay, that like Justin Bieber wears that shit. Like that's not for me. Okay. And it was Ooh. also John like, Elliott without, without the, without the perspective. Yeah, really. It was yeah, also like, exactly. it was like, oh yeah, we're going to make all the cool John Elliott shit that like he kind of sells secondhandly to LeBron James, but like really cool people wear and we're just going to slap enough stuff on it. Yeah, precisely. But like when this guy really sat down, put away the vintage band tees, linked mm-hmm. up in Italy and, and started designing, he came and said, out with show me the archive. I was like, where has this guy been? And it's like what you said. It's like when you link up with a brand with so much DNA, with so much heritage, with so much history. And, you know, that it's like when you link up with a brand that has that kind of foundation, like Ralph does, or like, you know, whomever else, like it, because I think Jerry, you know, he was a a well-developed designer at that point, but it goes to show that you don't ever stop growing as a designer. And the Mm -hmm. moment that you think that you have, not to pick on anyone, Ovadia, you start walking backwards. You just, you, the moment you think, oh, I've done all the things that we can do for this group of people, you start walking backwards. You end up somehow with a cheetah print moto jacket, even though that you spent your entire life learning how to perfect navy herringbone wool silk linen suits. You just, you, you just start walking backwards. And it's like, like you just said, bro, as long as you continue to learn and continue to watch the culture as it turns over, like – we saw the 60s, we saw Mad Men, so we see the 70s coming. Mm-hmm. We see it in the pants, we see it in the music, we see it in the parties, we see it even in just, I mean, we see it in the opioid fucking crisis, we see the yeah. 70s happening. We need to it's, pay more attention to the stylistic end of that. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's exactly what's happening. And, you know, like a designer with enough vision, like Jerry, saw this opportunity, was like, all right, it's time to level up. Like it's, it's time, like he could have very well just like stayed in his comfort zone or stayed in his lane or whatever. And just like done whatever it was that he's been doing or what have you. But he was Mm -hmm. like, nah, this is my opportunity to like do something, like take this risk. Like my, my customer doesn't wear blazers. Like my customer doesn't wear like pinstripe suits. Like, but you know, I've got enough faith in myself as a designer and I, I have enough understanding that this is my time to level up that I'm going to come out with a product that, or a, a collection that is really going to speak to people. And it really has. Exactly. Exactly. But you got to speak to people. You got to speak to people where they are. Like an item of clothing. Not at them. Right? You can't speak at them. You have to speak to them. You really have to talk to people. Talk you with have to be people. in conversation. Be conversation. <laughs> conversation. Be. But so many, I mean, you know, it's one of those things you get passed over on conversation in hopes of, 
I mean, it's marketing people. That's all it boils down to. It's like, oh, wow, the mm-hmm. Rottweiler tea sold really well. Let's make nine more of those. It's all it is. You know, it's like, yeah. what, whatever. I mean, shit, dude. I mean, it's been an amazing experience once again coming back to facts. This Celine collection this year, super powerful to me. I, I mean, crazy. I love I love Hetty, but like seeing it in person, you're like, oh, shit, this dude is a fucking genius. And I've had more than enough people ask, do you have the mm. black Celine hoodie with, it, with white Celine across it? I'm like, are you looking at this amazing, like, silk jersey letterman jacket? <laughs> like, did you see all the other stuff? And it's like, yeah, but do you have the hoodie? And it's like, that makes you then understand when someone drills down and makes 30 different hoodies in a collection. And you're like, man, this is fucking boring. Someone's trying to cover their $1.5 million market cap. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to cover. Someone needs to pay their salary. And it's like, fuck, that shit's super depressing. Man. You said it. You, you said, said it. it. That's <laughs> I mean, what else can what else can you say? On, on, honestly, guys, we're this this was one of the better conversations I've ever had. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Same here. Well, well Dan, we, we so appreciate you coming on. This has been like when Kelly and I were first like, hmm. We need to get more than just the two of us talking in circles. <laughs> like, your name was like one of the first on the list. So I'm glad that yeah. this finally happened. And um, yeah, so great to meet you. I feel like I forgot that we literally met like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so. And it's also kind of insane that me and you have never met because I feel like I've I've either had enough conversations about you or just randomly just like, yo, my boy Gary is like lit. I'm like, yo, that's my man's too. So in my mind, you've been my boy from that time. <laughs> But we all got to think, go. I mean, when is, the, when is the next time you're traveling or getting out and shit like that? Well, I get the second uh, second shot on Tuesday, so soon, oh, I swear. Think. Okay, I get mine on mail. Vaxxed up. Vax gang. Yes, that was, I muted, so you all didn't hear, but I was not dabbing. That was an actual sneeze because pollen, uh, to bring it full circle, but. Um, oh. <laughs> Come all the way back to the south. <laughs> Well, wait, yes, we, in New York, where is there pollen? Uh, there's a lot of cherry blossoms in my neighborhood, which like sounds like I'm complaining about a dumb thing, but it like, also sounds like you're flexing super hard. Where are you, <laughs> fucking like Dumbo? You got a beautiful apartment? Uh, I'm in Park Slope. I'm in Park Slope. Keller, who did you put me on the phone with? Who is? <laughs> are you also Man, driving a Porsche? I am not. Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm driving these two <laughs> and the, the MTA. Uh... That's, that's hilarious. You know, my godparents. Stay down, stay humble. Street. That's what we love. Oh no way! Really? I'm on. Yeah. I'm, be- I'm, I'm between Carol and uh, President. That's like. Holy crap! Wait, what is it? That's... We can. Oh well, we'll talk. I don't want to record their address. <laughs> right. No, don't, don't want to talk about actual uh, plans. Yeah, but they probably live like I could probably look, look out and see their place. That's more, that's crazy. More than likely because they live as close to the train station as physically possible. Okay. Yep. Damn. Well, we all got to get together, guys. Whether it's in New York, I'm going to. Um, I don't know if we want to record this, but I, I'm going to LA for my birthday, which is May thirty first. So I don't know if you guys would ever be interested in going out to LA, but. Airbnb game or Chateau Marmont game. <laughs> I like I like the Chateau, uh, but I feel like Chateau I'm on Airbnb, 
Airbnb budget uh, on this. I'm trying to call in that favor. Every, every time I think about going to LA, I'm just like waiting to call in that one favor of like, hey, so can you give me this room in Chateau or not? Uh, hello, Lucas Sabat. Uh, is that you? <laughs> hello. Ah! Is this Lucas? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, I'm Dan. Gonna, I'm going to send you guys this mock up of this collection I'm working on, too. Yes. Let's I'm going to check it to you. Let's go. Keller, put us in a group. I feel like you're you're the link. You're the link. It's here. Our, please. I'm please. doing it right now. Perfect. All right. Later. All right, guys. Love All you right. guys. Thank you so much Love for having me.